we take advantage of the fact that we are first generation here. You know, no somos ni de aquí ni somos ni de allá. And I think a lot of people don't really understand that that balance. Like, we will never feel Mexican enough cuando vamos a México. They will always detect que somos de acá. You know, even si hablamos español bien, entre comillas o lo que sea, they will always detect, oh, es que son de allá, de, de los Estados Unidos. But then when you're here, you don't feel American because of the way that you were brought up. So I think we, we have to start taking that instead of looking at it as a negative way to be able to marry, like marriage to both. Okay, how can we take those and just be able to pass it on to our next generation and try to help the current or our past generation to open up that door and just see where it goes and not being afraid of what could happen. On this episode of Latin Nikki's, I speak with Mariachi Sirenas, an all-female mariachi band, about how they got started being women in an industry that is predominantly male, being Latinx, and feeling as if they're not from here nor there. Ni de aquí ni de allá. Sound familiar? Hola, yo soy Andrea Márquez, and this is Latin Nikki's. The show brought to you by La Red Hispana and the Hispanic Communications Network for the new generation of Latinx. We want to go beyond listening. We're ready to speak up. So join me in conversation every week as I meet Latinx from all over, de diferentes colores y sabores. As you know, a podcast is a journey, and I would love for you to follow this one. So join our community on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Latinx and reach out. You can also find out more at our website at wearelatinx.com. My name is Laura Velasquez, and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Hi, my name is Lisette Delombre, and I'm from Chicago, Illinois. My name is Monique Guerrero, and I'm from Highland, Indiana. And my name is Yvette Herrera, and I'm from Berwyn, Illinois. I found out about you guys from um, the Young Center. I had the privilege of interviewing them before their event that, that they had, the Be A Waymaker event. And because of that, I learned about you guys and I fell in love because you're an all-women mariachi and soy de México y fan desde chiquita he crecido con eso. How did this all begin? If you're all from different parts of the United States, how how were you able to form a mariachi group? They're cousins, so they've known each other since birth. Um, I was born first, so I was. <laughs> um, I was actually um, in at UAC with another uh, member of our group, and that's where I met her. Say her name. Um, is Isquera, and uh, so then her, they, I guess they met, and then they just kind of collaborated us, and she brought me with her, and then they were together. <laughs> so let's backtrack. <laughs> I love it, Moni. I love it. I told you. <laughs> so, um, uh, so uh, my name is Yvette again, este, and Erendira Isguerra, who is in Mexico, in Mexico, actually trying to, or not trying, she's doing an amazing job over there. She wanted to learn more about lo que es la cultura del mariachi, so she went to the heart of it. She's in Guadalajara, Jalisco right now. Um, so her and I are co-founders of Mariachi Sirenas, and the way that started, um, I'm going to say my side of the story because that's what I know. On my end, uh, I, Laura and I and another member of the Mariachi, Yana Nevarez, who's our guitarron player, she's also our cousin. <laughs> and so we were in a mariachi that was focusing on like the, what, the east, southeast side of Chicago, like northwest Indiana area. Uh, and we were there for a little over 10 years. 
And it was mixed, uh, you know, uh, men and women. Well, at that time we were young boys and girls. And we, well, I wanted to, I, that idea of having an all woman mariachi was just, I felt like it was something that needed to happen. It was that time where Mariachi Divas and Mariachi Reina de Los Angeles was really doing amazing stuff in California. And I'm like, why can't we have that here? You know, I think it's time. But unfortunately here in the Midwest, Mariachi is not a big thing. It's not something that we really grew up with, you know, in the West side, California, Texas, Arizona, Nevada, uh, all those fun states over there, mariachi is part of their school curriculum. We don't have that here. So yeah, it, and so we, and trying to find women in mariachi, especially in the Midwest, not as easy as you think. Um, mm -hmm. We are, right now we're a group of six. So that's what, and now it's growing. Now mariachi has been a bigger thing here in in Illinois or Chicago, I should say, because of the programs that are starting for the youth. Um, but trying to find in, oh, members to be part of this group that are women has been a little bit of a, a challenge. So we were able to, to start with five and then it became seven and they came back down to six. And it was, it was that, just the need of having that, that woman talent out there and having, making sure that we, that we let people know that it wasn't just, okay, you, in every mariachi group, they usually have like the one woman that sings all the pretty woman songs, you know, and she has the makeup and she does the dancing. It, it's not about that. You know, we're, we're doing everything that we should be doing, not just for the looks, I guess you could say. So we, we wanted to make sure that, that we were able to get that across. That's amazing. And do you guys, because you're all women now, is there a change in music? Are there certain songs that you guys can't do? Or do you take songs and kind of change them to what you guys are able to do with the voices you have? Well, ahorita más bien, how things are going, we've just been going based off, let's see what clients want or need. Um, obviously, we're trying to have, we have this basic set of repertoire where it's like, okay, we need to have these songs. But then as we go, it's just, okay, what do the clients want? What do the clients need? I think we've been lucky. machistas and stuff like that. Even though basic all of mariachi songs are basically machista. Um, <laughs> but I I think we've been doing a good job at that. Yeah, like I'll I'll give you two examples. There is uh el song uh, el song uh, <laughs> la canción el herradero, right? There is the last verse of that song is basically saying that women only belong to men and you know and you don't I, I've been singing that song for years and it wasn't until recently I guess within the last four or five years that I really like what, what am I singing <laughs> um but like what we do artistically with that we kind of just make fun of it we have like we there's really no way to alter the lyrics on that I'm sure we could if we wanted to but at, at what point is it, are we just changing what somebody else wrote? So we, we respect that at the end of the day, and, you know, we're women first and we respect that, but we also respect the, as musicians, we respect the art that goes into that. So we, we make fun of that. Like we, we make it a little show. We found a way to respect it, but have fun with it and not let it affect us to a personal level. Cause we know that 
you know, we're in, a, in an age right now that everything is coming to light, that everything is changing. So I think it's, it's important that yes, we're women and we're, we know that we are, we respect ourselves as women, but to not take something that was written years and years ago, let it really hit us personally, um, especially for an era that was very much said to begin with. Um, but, you know, there, I'm sure there will be songs that we're like, absolutely not, we're not going to sing this. And luckily, como dijo Laura, no nos ha tocado todavía. Um, but then on the other hand, there's clients que hire us and they think that we can only sing like Procio Durcal, that we can only sing Linda Ronson, that we can only do songs that are sung and made famous by, by women singers. But, you know, once we start playing El Rey, which we keep the same, it's like, what? You guys can do that? It's like, well, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we might be wearing skirts, but we can definitely <laughs> do everything that a male mariachi can do. So it's, it's fun seeing that, uh, I guess, how, how people interact with us and react. It's like, oh, okay. It's even more powerful that you guys are an all-female mariachi band and you're singing male songs. And what would you say are the pros and cons or like the biggest pros and cons to being a female mariachi band? Pros, easily. I get to fight with these ladies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely a different environment. Um, when one of and I were in the other mariachi that was both female and male, it, it was a completely different atmosphere. Um, yeah, the, the director at the time, well, we still, the director, sorry, uh, he's, he's male, so having to follow him and sometimes the way he would, he didn't disrespect us or anything, but it's just sometimes the way that when they say, okay, okay this, is, this is what we're going to do, and you're going to listen to me, and that's it. But it's that... How do I say it? Like, like, tension, the, dictatorship? It was the, the, mach, the, the machismo in it. The, it, you know, and it's, it, it's one of those things que, como Mexicanas, and even if you were born here, you're brought up with this generational, well, lo que dice el hombre se hace y no se le cuestiona nada. Especially as a first generation. Especially <laughs> as a first generation. Like, I don't know about you, but like at my house, it's like, I grew up thinking, like my mom was like, okay, en cuanto llegue tu papá, Ayúdame a calentarle las tortillas. I'm like, but I don't want to. Like, you know, and it's just little stuff like that. Like, so yeah, what Laura was saying is it's the dynamic being in a group where it's all women. The energy is definitely different. Like we can express, and I mean, I'm not going to say it's all flowery and like pillow fights and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, it's definitely become a sisterhood and I love that, but, and we get into fights and stuff like that, you know, about when it comes to music. And just, that just goes to show how passionate we are about what we do, that we are not afraid to voice our opinion on something that we don't like, because at the end of the day, it's representing all of us. Um, and just like from personal experience, uh, being in a group where it was mostly men, like I've been told many times that, yeah, be quiet. Just no digas so. nada. Tu que sabes. Um, or eres mujer, tu bailale. Or no, no, le, no cantes, no cantes porque no sabes cantar. Um, o estas canciones son para hombres, las mujeres esas no las cantan. Um, little stuff like that, or even the idea of like, hey, can we do our hair just a little bit differently? Oh, absolutely. It, it was like, I... It was a war. It was, it was the worst <laughs> thing I could have said. Um, and I will say this too, I don't know 
if you guys can relate. When we were in a group where it was mixed, uh, I was almost in a constant like fear that other men would approach me more and like, of, you know, in not a good way. And, and the men in the group that we were in, they would look out for us, but it wasn't like only when it became too extreme or too obvious or too obvious. Like if I would say like, Hey, can you switch with me in this? Cause it's making me uncomfortable. No, no, it's okay. Just, just stay there. Cause this is where we have to stand. And it wasn't until like they would start groping me where it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's switch. I'm like, why did it have to get to that point? You know, I just was asking to move a simple position. And the fact that I felt like I had to ask for permission was, you know, a whole psychology thing that we won't get into. Um, and now being with all of these wonderful ladies, we look out for each other. Like we crazy. look out for each other like crazy. And we have not had that experience except for one time where, you know, we feel like men are disrespecting us in ways that they shouldn't. Or, I mean, that sounded right. That was like a double negative. Uh, <laughs> disrespecting us in the way that they should. <laughs> um, I think it's because they see how tight we are and how much we are looking out for each other that it almost puts that wall like, no, don't mess with us. Like, we will come at you. So it's, we, we feel so safe around each other, too. I think that's, that's, that's the most like uplifting thing on top of that as well that a lot of people don't really realize or feel uh or take that into account a lot of it are like oh son puras mujeres como les va no se sienten con miedo it's just like well i mean unfortunately como mujeres yo creo que siempre andamos caminando con miedo pero estando todas juntas we feel fine we feel nice and and secure with one another i hope you guys understand how much power and beauty there is in what you guys do every time you you stand on a stage or wherever it is you're performing because it's a message of hope it's a message of hermandad it's a message of latino beauty and 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 confidence and security hey guys if you like our content make sure to support us by downloading our episodes on spotify or apple podcasts Share with your community and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Latinikis. You can also find out more on our website at wearelatinikis.com. Where do you guys perform? What, what does a, a usual day or week for you guys look like? Well, um, well, we usually perform in a lot of private events like quinceañeras, bodas, bautizos, kids' birthday parties. Um, I don't know if we've gone to a divorcio. It'll be great because <laughs> You went to a divorcio? <laughs> Post-COVID. Like, well, because pre-COVID, we were doing a lot of festivals and yeah. stuff like that. We were very fortunate to be in that realm. And now during this pandemic, you know, everything has changed. So we've had to adjust to that. My calendar from like, you could tell exactly where the shutdown happened. Like, it's always so busy, gigs, 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 and then all of a sudden nothing. And I was like, you could tell my calendar, just, we we're so busy. And then was, it started to pick up a little bit now, but it's not the same, you know. Yeah. Over like the whole, all of the weekends throughout the whole summer was actually booked. We were booked and like weekdays and stuff like that. And um, we also rehearse, you know, a lot of people don't re think, a lot of people think that it's just, okay, you guys just know everything off the top of your head. Oh, no. <laughs> like, we, we rehearse, we rehearse a lot. There was, when we first started, there was, 
weeks oh, where man. we were rehearsing three times a week and we all had For like full time jobs. And again, just to show that, you know, we can do this because unfortunately it was one of those things. Well, no podemos salir nomás con cualquier cosa porque nos van a criticar porque somos mujeres. O nos van a criticar porque no, pues les que, la, mira, pobrecitas, le están, le están intentando. Like, and again, it's that narrative que por ser mujeres tenemos que darle más duro todavía just to be on that same level that an, any average man could, you know, especially in our world. It, it's where, as women, I feel like we're, we're very critiqued porque no tiene el cuerpo bonito, porque el traje se le mira así, porque como está peinada, mira cómo se maquilló, mira cómo canta. And it's, it's everything, pero a los hombres sí no les dice nada. You know, van unos que ni le abrochan la camisa, but that's his, that he's a professional. You don't mess with that. But una mujer tiene que estar, you know, al cien, como quien dice. So it was, it was that fear of like, well, we have to rehearse, we have to, at least respect what we're doing so people can see that, you know, it's, it's, uh, how do I say it? We're doing this because we love it. Yeah. Este, o sea, ya, obviamente ya si la gente empieza a criticar por cosas, por más por andar picando, pues ya es otra cosa. Pero, but like I said, it's like when we started, like we started, pero para empezar bien, because we were getting people that, like, ellas dos, no, they, they, they don't come from mariachi families. Well, neither do we. Neither. <laughs> I'm like, do so, you? <laughs> let me reiterate that. <laughs> no conocían de mariachi. Este, y nosotros pues ya tenemos como unos 10 años por ahí intentándole, conociendo. So we, we had to kind of, all right, let's pass down whatever we know and then let's grow from there. Yeah. And it, it, I think, and that's one of the things that people just see the fun stuff that happens on stages because, you know, performing at festivals is so much fun, feeding off of that energy. But nobody knows the, work. the weeks that we put into rehearsing so we can feel as confident up on that stage, you know? <laughs> and being on stage is still realizing that, oh, man, we really messed up on that one. How many times have we <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, we are humans, but we never want it to be like, oh, they messed up because they're women. It's like they just messed up because they're human. You know, like, that. that's what we want to try to eliminate as much, but also embrace it. Like, yes, that's an all-woman mariachi band up there. Um, and I think it goes for any area of business, you know, being in a woman where it's mostly dominated by men, desafortunadamente, what the mariachi world has is that, okay, it's not only men, but we're in a world where it's machista men, que, que vienen así de años, de generaciones, just, you know, slowly degrading women to the point where it just becomes normal para las que crecimos en, en, en ese mundo. So breaking out of that, like, I, I'm pretty sure my mom thinks I'm a little bit rebellious, but it's, but I'm like, what? No, like, why do I have to be rebellious? Just because I don't want to be uncomfortable in a situation, that doesn't mean that I'm being, you know, le estoy faltando respeto a alguien, it's just, I'm not comfortable in that situation. Hey guys, if you like our content, make sure to support us by downloading our episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Share with your community and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Latinikis. You can also find out more on our website at wearelatinikis.com. What would be your message for 
young Latinos, given everything that is happening right now in the world? It's so hard because you try to like make it not personal, but how can you not, you know? But you can make it personal. Right. I think there's more power in personal. Well, I guess like um, just get out there. I mean, definitely if you have something to say, get your voice out there. Um, don't be afraid. There are always going to be people who are going to criticize you. There's always going to be people who are going to want to put you down. But at the end of the day, you're the one who makes the choices. You're the one who makes your own faith. Just get it through. I mean, you're not here to make everyone happy. Of course not. You can't. But as long as you're happy and it's what you love and you find the best company who could support you, go for it. Why not? That's what I would tell you. I guess like building off of that, just like build build each other up and don't tear each other down. Uh, I know there's like a lot of times like you're trying to get it in like you're trying to get through life and everything and a lot of times people feel like it's a competition but I feel like if you have those people there to lift you up and to help you and like actually really want you to succeed and you give that same to them and try to help them out or even like people who have businesses like that are friends like I hate when people have like friends with businesses and they expect like discounts from them and everything support their businesses and also like spread the word and help your friends and help your family. And I think also, I think it's also a very important time to, and again, I, I guess I'm going to make this a little bit more personal. Like I think you, or I don't know, but I, I don't want to assume that the general Latino community is very uh, like, keep your, your feelings in, especially if they're negative. I think it's time, and especially for men, you know, I think it's time that, you start expressing that like you we all have feelings and i guess growing up in the united states you start having conversations with with you know uh people that were here for years and years and years and knowing that they're able to have a conversation with their parents about depression have a conversation about anxiety you know, like, la ansiedad doesn't really exist in our community according to how we were brought up. It's just, you know, doesn't it be so you have to do it anyway? And I think it, I think we have that understanding that if you're anxious or if you admit that you're depressed or, or anything like that, you just automatically look down upon, but nobody says anything to your face. They just kind of like, oh, no, pues, está pasando por un momento or, or tiene problemas, but like, okay, let's address them. Let's talk about that. So I think it's important that we have that conversation with, with our parents. I mean, that's how we can start having those conversations at home. I mean, I know here in Chicago, um, when the rioting happened and the looting happened and protesting happened, I know we all sat down with our parents and just had a moment to really talk about that you know it was a very uncomfortable subject but it's going it's happening across the country across the world and i think it's time that you know we we take advantage of the fact that we are first generation here you know no somos ni de aquí ni somos ni de allá and i think a lot of people don't really understand that that balance like we will never feel mexican enough cuando vamos a mexico they will always detect que somos acá. You know, even si hablamos español bien, entre comillas o lo que sea, they will always detect, oh, es que son de allá, de, de los Estados Unidos. But then when you're here, you don't feel American because of the way that you were brought up. So I think we, we have to start taking that instead of looking at it as a negative way, 
to be able to marry like marriage to both. Okay. How can we take those and just be able to pass it on to our next generation and try to help the current or our past generation to open up that door and just see where it goes and not being afraid of what could happen. Um, I felt like that all my life. And I'll tell you one thing. If you get onto the, we are Latin, we are Latin website, there's an article that we put up and, um, one of the things I interviewed a couple of first generations. So one from Korea, another uh, from Mexico, you know, the España. I can't remember at this point who, but I remember that the young lady uh, that is, that was born in the United States. Well, actually, no, she was born in Korea, but she was adopted by an American family. So she became American through that. And one of the things she said was, I, I feel like I'm neither from here nor there because of the things you're saying, because she goes to Korea and she's not Korean enough, but, and she comes to America, but she doesn't look American, so she's not American enough. And she said, but you know what? I'm more Korean than the Koreans because I have to defend my Koreanness. And I'm more American than the Americans because I have to defend my Americanness. So why can't I be both things fully and know that since you are seen as Korean, you never have to actually ponértelo en el, en el pecho and go and fight for it and be in battle. And so since I have to do that every single day, then I'm more Korean than you and I'm more American than you because I have to defend that every single day that I wake up. Hablamos el mismo idioma. And I'm not talking about the like speaking Spanish. I'm talking about tenemos la misma sangre Todos venimos del mismo lugar, tenemos la misma historia. Que tú, que ustedes me puedan estar diciendo todas estas cosas y me identifique al cien, eso ya es algo. Yeah, that, that, just, that already means that we're part of the same family. Yeah. So um, just sharing that with you guys so that you like know that what you're, the words you're saying are, tienen un impacto muy profundo. Wow, that, that was beautiful. I never thought about that, like yeah. about how we need to defend that we are Mexican. And especially in, in this Trump era, you know, having to to explain to my white coworkers that, you know, what Trump is saying is not really true and like stuff like that or little condescending tones about like, you know, are you and your family okay with everything that Trump's saying, like with, you know, Mexicans? I'm like, well, we're just as American as you are. Like, but, you know, your descendancy is Mexican. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's get into your descendancy, please. You know, and it's just having those conversations that you're right, like having to defend that we shouldn't have to hide the fact that we're, you know, not Latino. That's, that's who we are. And that's powerful. That's crazy. Well, I just want to say thank you. I mean, honestly, it's every time or the few times that we get asked to do an interview, we always ask each other, like, why? Why do people want to hear from us? <laughs> you know, it's just like, I think we, we, uh, we're so into our own little world that we don't realize that, I guess we're affecting other people. And again, speaking personally, like I have a little sister, uh, she's 13. So we're, we're 15 years apart. And like, now that I've been in Maria Chisirena, like she, she admires me a lot more than um, than when she was like in the foreign. 
<laughs> no, but like to know that she's like wanting to follow in in what I'm doing and not being afraid of that because I think we also, you know, when you're born or at least in my case, it's like, you know, you're going to go to college, you're going to do this, you're going to get a job, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to do something um, along those fields. So knowing that, you know, I went the, the art route and I went the music route to know that, you know, she feels that it's okay to take that route too. And knowing that my parents are okay with that as long as she's happy, as long as, you know, doing, doing that. So I think, thank you, you know, for wanting to hear a little bit of our story. So right now we have Facebook, Maria Chisirenas, Instagram at Maria Chisirenas, um, and that's where we kind of, you know, and we have a YouTube with some of the songs that we do, and and I think it's also important that like on our social media, we don't try to act people like we're not like just how you saw us here with our own different personalities. Like we we like to show that on our social media, you know, like we don't want to come off as like oh my gosh, we're snooty and professional and don't want to like no, we're we're like not even in our thirties yet, you know. We have to understand that we're. We're still girls that want to have fun, and we're still yeah. figuring out what we want to do. Um, we all have our own personal battles, whether it's small, big. It's, I mean, any type of battle is a battle, but we're still, we're still just going. So. <laughs> Don't judge us too much. <laughs>Hey guys, thank you for listening. Make sure to support your communities. It doesn't matter what you choose to advocate for, just go out there and help. Connect and inspire others to do the same. Download our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you can stay up to date and join our community on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Latinikis. Reach out and let me know what's important to you. I'd love to hear what you have to say.